0: Hey everyone, this is Kristen Sandy Benton from the Kristen Sandy Show where we get up close and personal with great amazing rising artists and we have a great show for you today. We got the awesome Megan Woods. She's an awesome singer. She's got a um she's been on Idol, which is we'll talk about that too. Um, but she's just come a long ways in the last few years. She may be young at eighteen, but don't count her out because she's awesome. Anyway, Megan, are you here?
1: Yes, yes I am. Thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> sorry about thursday, <laughs> <it's> oh, thursday. <laughs> oh i know i
1: know things happen though <laughs>
0: Yes. So, so tell us a little bit about yourself um where you're from um what stuff you like to do outside of music you know before we really get into music stuff
1: Right. Well, um, well, I'm 18 years old. Um, I started singing in church. I'm from Hendersonville, North Carolina. Um, grew up on a farm and absolutely love outdoors. Love outdoors with all my heart. Um, I work with horses and I work with sheep and I work with goats oh, well. and <laughs> so that's that's uh, my hobbies kind of outside of singing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a lot of fun. You know, I know oh, some people yeah. would say it's not not fun, but it sounds like it's a lot of fun to you. Oh, I love it. I love it. <clears throat> so what's something quirky about you that most people would not know?
1: Quirky. I'd say my personality, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I am very full of energy, like, all the time. And I am just, like, kind of off the walls. <laughs> Um, I you, love to have fun and I love to be weird because what's, what's life without being a little weird, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I get you. Oh, yes. You can
0: ask my wife. <laughs> Sometimes I'll do things and she'll roll her eyes. Cause I'm like one of them on the wall on 24 seven. There are oh, days yeah. I get down, but they don't last long. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I yeah, you know, I say the same thing too. You know what, what's, what's um life without just enjoying again you know i don't want to wear no mat i remember a friend of mine before we started the christian sandwich show (laughs) he said i asked him what advice would you give us as we start this crazy journey into this um podcast stuff and he says be yourself be authentic he says right he says "Even, even if people tell you um bad things about your show. He says, don't worry about that. He says, just be off, be so authentic that you'll turn off the wrong people so that the right people will watch your show, listen to your show.
1: Right, right, right.
0: And that's what we try oh, to do yeah. because, again, <laughs> you know, and I like, and, and that's one reason we bring artists like yourself on. Our whole goal of this is not just to talk about the music like everybody else does. We want to get the raw stories behind the artists because I think that, when it comes to the rising country stars, the up-and-coming country stars, um, nobody really does that out there. Most right, podcasts, right. you know, which, of course, let's face it, if, if you do 15-minute interviews, there's no time to get into that. You can only talk music. Um, right. But we, we like to give people at least, you know, 45, 60 minutes. In fact, we were on with Morgan Miles the other day. They went, An hour and went, I in 15 minutes. <laughs> that, that was wow. the longest We've ever done, but it was going it so was. good. Mm-hmm. I mean, she she was right. as vulnerable as you you could do, and I was like, look, that's what our show's about. We want the stories out there, and that's why we do the show to help the up and coming artists really tell their stories. And you know what? When you're big one right. day, you'll be able to we'll be able to look back and say, yeah, we interviewed her, no. <laughs> and we got her story out before they did. Right. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I think being yourself and really telling the true story is a part of being an artist, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I know for me, I I don't I don't want to be on stage and act like somebody that I'm not. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and there's there's challenges and there's times that you're down about your music. There's times that you are on a high about your music and you know, it's it's all these things and all these emotions mm-hmm. that you go through, and a lot of people don't, don't you know, care about that aspect of it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I I appreciate you guys.
0: <laughs> well, we appreciate it too. Um, because, yeah, again, we you know, I remember, you know, there's something that I'll, I'll, and I'll always quote her on this because I think every show people need to hear this. But um, when we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Still Girls back in, uh, and it, and it kind of sounds like this is where you're at. But back in um, 2014, we interviewed her, and, and advice she gave an uh, up-and-coming artist was, and she said, because at that time she was full-time with music, I mean, and she said, um, if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, and she said this is going to sound funny coming from somebody's full-time, go do that. Just keep music mm-hmm. as a hobby. Because she said there's right. so many sacrifices that people don't know about that mm-hmm. you have to do. And unless you're willing to make those sacrifices, you're never going to make it anyway.
1: Oh, yeah. But oh, he, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely true.
0: And, um, but, yeah, and, which we'll be talking about some of that la- a little bit later because, again, we want to get to hear both sides of highs and lows. And it's funny, you know, I know you told me that the high was idle. And the low is Idol. Let's go there. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me about the highs part of Idol because, again, I usually ask people what moments in your life, in your music, and you look back and you're like, "Wow, I did that." So I know Idol's number one on that one, probably. So tell me about right. that side of it, the high part of it.
1: Right. Um. Yeah. I mean, Idol for me, it opened a lot of doors. Um. For sure. <laughs> I was played on the CMA Awards. Um. I was on Good Morning America. And from there, I went to Hollywood Week and, um, you know, and, and meeting the people, the people that I got to meet and the people that I got to be around, other artists and, you know, different ways of thinking. And it just opened my eyes so much um, because mm-hmm. I feel like if, if uh, a lot of artists kind of get stuck in in their music and mm-hmm. they don't mm-hmm. kind of like look around at everybody else's music and think, you know what, I'm going to open up to that, you know, and because there's so <laughs> many different things that you can learn from different artists. And yeah. I definitely learned that on the show for sure. Um, so yeah, so, that was probably, those were probably my highs on Idol.
0: So tell us about the lows on Idol since you said that was part of your most low part too. Um,
1: yeah. So I, going from, you know, being on GMA, going from being on CMA, going on, you know, from being on Idol, it, it, you mm-hmm. know, you get so much attention in this short amount of time, and it really builds your yeah. confidence. And mm-hmm. after Idol, you kind of fade off for a while. And I think yeah. that was the hardest part for me um, because you kind of just wonder, is my music just stopping? Is it going anywhere? And, and that's kind of where I was for a while.
2: Um, I right. mean,
1: it, I don't want everything else. That was such a blessing. That was such a blessing mm-hmm. for me. But, I mean, there are downfalls. So, yeah, that was, that was probably definitely my downfall is um, there's, there's periods of waiting in your life, and mm-hmm. I had to get used to that. So
0: Yeah, because yeah. I, I hear <laughs> a lot of people talk about that that's one of the most negative parts to the reality slash contest shows. hmm is that you go through, you go through, you go through, and some people, and this is, I think, where fail, a lot of the failure comes from. Some people come off the show thinking, okay, everything's going to fall in place, right? And they find out real quick that there's still work to like. I mean, there's even mm-hmm. people who've won things like The Voice and Idol who you don't hear about anymore,
1: right? Right.
0: And so, so just now, granted. Um, when um, he, Gabby Barrett came in third, um, which I still think she got robbed on that, to be honest. But, you know, it's a whole other story. <laughs> but yeah. Gabby Barrett came in third on Idol, um, I remember um, that she put the hammer down at that point. She didn't. Oh, yeah. Because, you, know, you know, most people, they stop, and they think right. it's going to come to them. Gabby didn't. Gabby knew that that was only the beginning. The real mm-hmm. work happens at the show. uh, Because you hear a lot of people talk about, oh, the real work is in the show. No, no, no. It's after the show. Because, again, if you want to stay in the forefront, you have to do everything that you did on the show and then some.
1: Right, right. No, you can't can't give up in this business. And there's going to be times that you want to, and there's going to be times that you feel like you've failed and you feel like you're not good enough. And you kind of in this business have to have thick skin when it comes to that and have to say, you know what, I'm better than this, and I'm going to keep going, and I'm going to keep trying. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's definitely where I'm at, you know, just keep pushing, you know.
0: And I think that's where, uh, and, and again, anybody that we're bringing on our show, we know that they're still pumping the pump. What I don't want is bring somebody on, and they're like, well, it would be great if it worked. (laughs) <laughs> you know, right. I mean, well, you know, go, well, go do your hobby. I, I'm going, we're looking for people that say, you know what? This is what I want my life to be. Right. So if this is what mm-hmm. you want your life to be, when did you know that?
1: You know, I have ever since I could talk, I was singing. And so I mm-hmm. knew that I always loved music. Um, And there was a woman in my church that always sang and she always Mm. really inspired me. And after that, I was like, you know what? I want to do music. And so Mm. after that, I just kind of made a decision that music's what I wanted to do. And even when I was little, you know, people would say, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was like, I'm going to be a singer. Like that's what I'm going (laughs) to do. So I've, I've, you know, music just runs through my blood, honestly. So I've, al- I've always known that music is me. So
0: Yeah, it's, it's cool that you say it runs through your bud. Because I remember when Sandy and I married 17 years ago, I was one of these big people mm-hmm. into the audios, motivational um, tapes. That's how old we are. <laughs> <Tapes>. <laughs> but, um, but, but I was big in the audio stuff of motivation. And she was just big into music. Well, here was the problem when we married. Um, I, ha- I had this – I was brainwashed to believe that if you're in any type of business and you're listening to music, you're not serious about your business. You should be listening to anything that helps you grow personally. And she comes in the picture. She believes the same thing but about music. I mean, and mm-hmm. so – Big time. <laughs> So she was like, how am I going to – I can't live without my music And I'm like I can't live without my audios So we had to come to a compromise Thank, thank God I did, we did I mean we So I, we'll play 50-50 on both Now granted I still believe in audios But I still believe music Will move people way more Than any motivational talk will ever do Oh
2: I've yeah I've
0: learned oh, yeah. I've learned the power Amen. of music mm-hmm. since then And Sandy helped me realize that Because even like um, She's got With her, her past and all that She had a tough time in school, and music got her through all that. Mm-hmm. It did. Music yeah. can
1: be
3: very healing. It,
1: it really can. And, you know, something that I've noticed with music is it reaches people in a whole different level. Um, yep. It does. It's going to reach so many more people than you sitting down and talking to that person. And I can't tell mm-hmm. you how many people that I've seen change through music. And I mm-hmm. stand by that every day. You know, music is healing. And I truly, with all my heart, believe that.
0: Yes, yes. That is so true. So who have been some of your musical influences?
1: Um, Definitely Dolly Parton. I mean, cause <laughs> who does not absolutely love Dolly Parton? Oh, um, she is
3: awesome, she yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Kelly Clarkson, for sure. Kelly Clarkson. Um, and I, honestly, I, I kind of like... All genres of music, so I kind of have yeah. you know um, influencers yeah. from all of them. Um,
2: yeah,
1: but Dolly Parton, Kelly Clarkson, Demi Lovato, um, you know, Demi's just so raw with all of her music, and I absolutely love that because mm-hmm. she's so real. You know, yeah. um, she's not embarrassed of herself, and you know, I love that because that's what an artist is. You you express <laughs> yeah. who you are through your music, and I think it's I think it's mm-hmm. just gorgeous how she writes and how she sings her music, yeah. and um how she touches so many people.
0: And that's what we love about, as we have interviewed, because you're the 26th person we've interviewed this year alone. Okay. And, um, and we've probably interviewed probably 50, 60 through the years. But that's one thing we've noticed about singer-songwriters, um, their authenticity in, within their music. Because right. a, a, a singer can go sing cover songs, and that's great. But a mm-hmm. singer-songwriter, when they sing their music, you don't hear it. You and that's right. the difference right. between a singer and, and a, artist. And,
1: and, and that's yeah, that that's what makes an amazing artist. Um, you know, not to put anybody down who sings covers or anything, because yeah. I've done it. You know, I, I think yeah. I think if you, you love singing and Gilbert. you want to do that, go for it. Um, yeah. But that's the beauty of writing. When I when I started writing, I you know, found all these emotions that I didn't even know that I had. <laughs> um, and I was able to just pour it out on a piece of paper and then record it. And now I, I look back. I wrote my first song when I was 11, and mm-hmm. I listen to that song still. And it, it, it's amazing oh, wow. because it was what I was going through at that at that time. And it's just mm-hmm. so cool, like, going through life and being able to look back and listen to music and, you know, help others. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Mm-hmm. That's honestly what yeah, I
1: love about songwriting
0: Because yeah, if you really want to know Who an artist is Just listen to some of the songs that they wrote And you will and you can mm-hmm. almost identify What issues they have Going on in their life Because all of us have issues And that's what I like about songwriters They're vulnerable enough To put their personal issues On the line
2: right.
0: In their right. songs Because they know right. other people need to hear this
2: Mm-hmm
1: no, I I completely and, agree. You know, for me, I when I would go through something, I'd I'd look up a song, you know, of you know mm-hmm. something that I was going through, and I'd sit there and listen to that song, and it was so much healing. And it was great to know that I was not the only person going through that, you know. Yeah.
0: Mhm. And you know right and you know right now, and you you could probably relate to this, but right now, in the stage of life that Sandy and I are in and trying to get this whole New Country media off the ground and not knowing
2: mm-hmm.
0: where the dollar is going to come from because we, we get right. artists. Um, the song um, the song that always comes to my mind is I Could Make a Million Bucks or Wind Up Broke, Free and Easy Down the Road I Go. And I, every time right. I hear that song, I think that is us because either, either this is going to work or we're going to be broke. Right, right. No, I, I, I,
1: I get it. I get it. Yeah. And, and you know, that's, that's also something that somebody doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, some people um, do not understand about music is you, you yeah. put so much on the line and you do struggle. You yeah. you know, you struggle to pay bills, you struggle to do all of these things. And, you know, and a lot of, you know, singers, you don't even know, but they probably have two jobs on the side, you know, and, and that's yep. okay. Mm-hmm. And that's what builds your story. And that's what I absolutely love. And, you know, mm-hmm. like all these hard times that you go through as a new artist, it's building your story. So one day you can help someone that's going through the exact same thing.
0: Exactly. Cause I, again, you know, as we hear stories and, and, and even like, a, like, a, you know, when you hear all the stories of the big artists and they tell their stories and that many times it was 10, 12, 15 years from the p- moment that they really wanted this with everything before all of a sudden that one song exploded and then put right. them on the map. And, but mm-hmm. they had to go through the – like, you know, they call Nashville the 10-year city. Now, I think that's changing mm-hmm. a little bit because social media is actually making it a little less. But it's, to the most degree, it's still a 10-year – what they call a 10-year city where when you move oh, yeah. there – on average, you're 10 years away from the big, big breaks because you've got to pay your dues from what they say. But what oh, I've yeah. noticed is your average artist who moves there um, understand that. So within five years, they leave and give up on their dream when they might have been sentenced. Right. right. No, like, yeah, um, I, I mean, again, I, I...
1: – say that again?
0: Yeah, I'm, yeah, I remember Brandon Maddox. I interviewed him years ago. And he said, if you're planning on moving to Nashville, and I've always remembered this, and again, some of your quotes I'll probably say in future ones too. I always quote people from the past, <laughs> but, um, but um, uh, yeah. one, one, one of Brandon Maddox's quote, he said, if, you're ever, if any artist is planning on moving to Nashville, build your local and your regional base before you move. He says it's going right. to be so tough in Nashville because there are so many people that are better than you. Because I don't care who you are, there are people in Nashville better mm-hmm. than you. Um, right. So when you get here, it's going to be when you get there, it's going to be intimidating to you. But but it, as long as you got your local and regional base helping support you, then when you move there, you can na- you can now breathe a little bit while you try to build mm-hmm. your base there too.
1: Oh yeah, and and I feel like a lot of people do forget about. Um, the relationship part of
0: mm-hmm.
1: building um, uh, yep. I, i'm i'm very blessed to have so many relationships that I've made through music and a lot mm-hmm. of people think that they can just you know jump into music and it's all you know butterflies and it's absolutely yeah. not you have to make friends you have to um, interact with people and you have to be there to support other artists and they'll support you back yeah. and that's mm-hmm. that's a huge part of this music industry, is you're all working towards the exact same goal. Um, And I feel like there is a lot of, like, um, jealousy between people and jealousy between new Mm -hmm. artists, and you're reaching for one goal. You're reaching for the exact same goal to support each other, make those relationships, build those bonds, you know, and you'll always have people to fall back on.
0: And, you know, it's so refreshing to see an artist like yourself that that has their... um, Mom, behind them, one hundred percent. Because that's something we've noticed within the industry. I've and I and on Facebook, I see a lot of people where the parents are like, "My kid will be a doctor, or, my kid kid will be a lawyer," and I cringe mm-hmm. when I hear that because right. what if they don't want to be that? And I've got right. so many friends that, that that say that that everybody around them says, "You need to go get a regular job. Forget about that stupid dream. Forget about that stupid, oh yeah not, that that fantasy." And and I, cr- and I hate that because what if, just what if, this is the path that God put them on and you're stealing it.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and it's I, like, you know, I truly believe that, you know, a lot of people, in, in especially for me in hometown, um, mm-hmm. they don't like to think out of the box. And I am a dreamer. I am 100% a dreamer, and I have always been, and I have a bunch of people that have told me, Megan, just, like, you're not going to make it, honestly. And I've had I've had people say that to me, and that made me dig and dig and dig and dig more because I want to prove those people that I can do it, and I did this. You know, I'm so blessed to have a family and parents that do support this, and they have never, 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 steered me in a different direction. So I'm very and, blessed.
0: And, and that is so awesome because again, not everybody mm-hmm. has that because, because like you said, everybody, almost everybody around you says, you know, you, you need to find a career and all that.
2: Mm-hmm. And you know what,
0: something I've learned when you listen to the stories of people in um, that, that are, that have made it one of the questions that are always asked to them. And, Hosts who are asking it are stunned at their answer. But one of the questions is, What would you have, what was your plan B if music didn't work? And 95% of the people that are interviewed or who are big always plan B, what's that? I never had a plan B. This right. was what I was going to do. Whether I, right. even if I had to die broke, this was what I was going mm-hmm. to do. And, that, oh, and, yeah. the, and the host is always like, you didn't even think about a career, and, and I think that's what the world doesn't understand. You know, when you're a creative, it's different, you mm-hmm. know, because I've had, you know, mm-hmm. Sandy and I have had people tell us, well, y'all should be thinking about careers, or y'all got kids and all that. And you know what? I want our kids, you know, we've got an eight-year-old son, and we've got a um, almost one-year-old little daughter. I want them to be at a dream, and I want right. them to say, you know what? What if everybody says you can't do it But if you think you can Because again I think, I think the parent's job And this is where I think a lot of parents miss A parent's job Is not to tell their kid What they should dream Even if They're going to Even if the parent knows without a doubt They're going to fall Let's say they fall
2: mm-hmm.
0: and, and let's say they give this thing 5-10 years And then they crash and burn Well then the parent's job is just to be there as a shoulder,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and so you you know, not I told you so because some parents do that, but just be right. there for them. If if you believe they're going to fall, support what they're doing, and if they fall, then be there. That's what a parent should do. I think. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And and uh, honestly, I I think every person's gonna fall. There's gonna be times yeah. where every single person's gonna oh, fall yeah. in you know oh, their yeah. dream Absolutely. and and in life and. You know, for me, I have fallen, and my parents were there to absolutely just pick me back up.
0: And tell us a few of those falls. Say that again. Tell us a few of those falls. Yeah, well, I mean, wow.
1: Right, for sure. Idol was felt like a. I don't want to say a disappointment or anything like that, but it did. It did feel like I was not good enough.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and
0: see see there's you know, a reason I, I'm, I'm going here. There's a reason I'm going here cuz I want people to realize like what you just said is powerful. You feel like you're not good enough. I want us to hit on that a little bit because I want people to realize right. they are good enough.
1: Right. Right. And you know I I've been there. I've been there so many times. I've <laughs> been there when people said you need to change your hair, you need to sing like this, you oh, well. need to dress like this, you you know, and all of these things that people are constantly telling you that you need to better, and mm-hmm. you have to stop and think, what's best for me, yeah. and a lot of people do lose themselves in that, and then that's when they mm-hmm. start to feel like they're not good enough, they're not good enough in who they actually are and who they're actually meant to be, and I've been there so many times, but... wow. For me I choose to believe that I was put here for a reason and I was given mm-hmm. this drive for a reason and I'm not gonna back down. And there's gonna be times in the future that I feel absolutely worthless and there's gonna be times in the future that I don't feel good enough and I just mm-hmm. those are the times that you have to be still and breathe and just you know, trust <laughs> in God. You have to trust mm-hmm. in um, your dream, and mm-hmm. you have to keep moving forward.
0: Yeah, because like they say, if if it was easy, everybody would do it. Right.
1: Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah, just, yeah and, I, and and that's why they they say do it as a hobby, because yeah, if you didn't love this, <laughs> you would be miserable. <laughs> you know. Um, it, honestly, because it is so hard. It's such hard work, and a lot of people don't understand that. But you have to love what you mm-hmm. do. You have to. You yeah. have to love people. You have to love inspiring. You have to be willing mm-hmm. to listen. And, you know, that, those are things that you do learn along the way. And if I didn't love this, then I wouldn't be here. But I absolutely adore <laughs> what I do.
0: And that's what I love about, you know, we've been around many different industries since we've been married for 17 years. We've tried this, we've tried that, we've tried this, but music just seems to really fit for who we are. And one right. thing I've noticed through the different industries is so many different people, they they're they like, well, if it works, it works. If it's not, it don't. You know, they, they, they have a hobby dream. They don't have a real dream. They don't have a vision. Right. And one thing I've noticed dig, digging deep into the, Artists, people that are actually rising, people that are focused, diff- it's different when we talk to them. You can hear it in right. their voice that this drives them. So, as mm-hmm. we go here, what deep down drives you right now?
1: You know, I think for me, um, I created a fan base being on Idol. Mm-hmm. And when I'm on stage and I see a little girl in the front row looking up to me and she has the biggest smile on her face, it's those people that drive me. It's those people that drive me to be better. It's those people that drive me to keep pushing and coming out with music and just making people so happy. And honestly, that's what drives me. And the people that you meet is absolutely the stories that they tell you and the stories that you can relate to is a whole different level for me. So that's definitely
0: what keeps me going. Okay. So I'm an emotional guy and you got me in tears here because you get it. So many times I can ask what drives someone and they don't, I get surface answers. You just told me that little girl drives you. That's powerful that's what you have to remember when when you, when you're going through struggles, remember that little girl because that is what will get you through these tough times.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you know, you those people, those people are what is what makes your career. And, and honestly, I, you know, a big stage, fancy lights. Yeah. That is all fun. (laughs) But it's the people. It's the people that I get to communicate with. It's the people that I get to mm-hmm. take pictures with and absolutely be able to make their day. That's what makes me so incredibly happy in this industry.
0: That is awesome. And we're going to take a quick break, real quick. And then we're going to come back from the break and we're going to play your song, Let It Rain. And we're going to talk about that. How's that sound?
3: Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast
2: Getting out so
0: Oh, yeah, great song.
1: So what inspired that? Thank you. So we sat down to write that song, and, you know, I just wanted a really inspirational song. Um, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: You know, it it was kind of one of those places in life where, um, you know, a lot of family members were going through things, and I just really wanted to touch base on, you know, there's there's another side of this storm and that was the point of let it rain because embrace Mm. the storm and Mm -hmm. you're gonna get out of it like if you and i always say i'm very strong in my faith and i always say if you have god Mm -hmm. on your side you can make it through any storm so just enjoy the rain
2: um
1: and so that's kind of where that song came from and you know I, i i absolutely love that song that's one of the most you know, touching songs for me when I when I mm-hmm. sing it is I feel every single word.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, and people forget that when you look through the Bible because again we're big in the faith too, and I know you are. Um, that when mm-hmm. you look at Daniel's life, God didn't change Daniel's circumstances. He brought him through. He delivered him through right. his circumstances. He didn't deliver him from them. Right. He delivered him through them, and I think that's what people forget is. Is just because you're in the middle of your storm doesn't mean you can't be a lighthouse for someone else's life, and that's what you're doing.
1: Right, right, right. And, you know, honestly, I I think storms build you, and that that was Mm -hmm. the whole purpose of this song is, you know, let it rain, let it come down, and you're going to get out of the storm. But embrace mm-hmm. embrace the rain and embrace the challenges of life because you are just creating your story and these things that happen to you, whether they're good or 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 bad, you know these these situations are making you who you are, and Mia. you know that's what I love about that song.
0: So as we transition into a little bit different arena on this uh, on this podcast, what do you think about? The whole uh, I, I, I ask every woman this one, what do you think about the whole country radio and not wanting to play women you know i
1: I, I don't necessarily know if i if I kind of you know have really dug into that you know a whole lot yeah um mm-hmm. i I do my personal opinion I think it is. A lot harder for women to make it in this industry. Um, And honestly, and I'm all about girl power,
2: and I
1: think us women are so much stronger than just somebody telling us that we're, you know, too overweight or our hair's too short, or, you Mm. know, like, I think we're so Mm -hmm. much better than that, so much stronger than that, and, you know, we come from people like Dolly Parton, and Reba Mm McIntyre, and, you know, all of these incredible women, and
0: Loretta Lynn,
1: and, right, right, and all of these, like, incredible vocalists, and incredible women that have been there before us, and, you know, laid the foundation, and, you know, I Personally, I, th- I think women women are going to have their turn, and women are going to absolutely kill it.: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and you know it starts: Yes we agree. Because <clears throat> um, even here locally, because I know that there was that one tweet that really surprised so many people, but it was kind of something that you always heard, but nobody like, put it on paper type. So to st- where they talked about you can't play two women back to back. But here in Savannah, Georgia, they actually do play women back to back. We've heard it mo- right. multiple times. To- we we hear that quite a bit. So I guess our local country stations are a little better than a lot across the nation, I guess. <laughs> right.
1: Right. You know, <clears throat> you know, I, I do have a lot of opinions about, you know, male and female in this industry, mm-hmm. but I think, I think men, men and women work their tails off to make it. Exactly. And, they do. you know, I, I, I don't think any artist should be put down. I don't think any artist should yep. be played less because they're a female mm. or a male. I, mm-hmm. I I don't think that. I think um, that artist has worked worked as hard as any other artist to be mm-hmm. on that radio. So I don't think it should yep. determine whether, you know, oh, I just played a female, so we
0: can't play yep. this female. <laughs> and so
1: that's that's really what I think about it. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I always tell people that women, you know, because they, they think that, you know, that sometimes they think that the women are trying to take over. And i and I like, no, they're not. They, they just want it to be fair. Is all they, because mm-hmm. really, in reality, when you look at the up-and-coming country music world, from, now granted, this is just coming from my perspective, from what I've seen, it seems like there's double the women trying to make it than the men. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And if that's true, Again, I can't prove that statistic. I'm just saying from what I've seen and from people I've right. talked to, they said they see the same thing. If that's true and radio is going to play less from women, that makes it even harder for the woman to make it on radio.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: But there is hope because, again, several artists we've talked with talk, talks about that um, they're not even worried about radio. If they get played on radio, That'll be great yeah. because you can still make mm-hmm. a great income touring, merchandise, mm-hmm. selling your stuff, and all that without raising Well,
1: and uh, on Spotify and all of those other things, you know, <laughs> iTunes, and, you know, thank God for Internet, honestly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, but what's it's almost like a catch-22, though. Although it's easier to get noticed, it's harder to get traction because here's what yeah. I've also seen, like with – Labels, uh, you know, and, and I'm not talking about the middle of the range labels because, of course, um, they they see artists different. But the big labels, I've, one mm-hmm. one thing I've because you, you, you used to could walk into a label sing, and if they liked you, they'd offer you something. Right. That don't happen no more. Now you could walk in, and you could have the best. You could have a Carrie Underwood voice, but if you got no mm-hmm. if you don't have a social media fan base, they're not signing you.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent.
0: One hundred percent. You and know, artists I just got to be real careful uh, because I've I, I, something else I learned. So I didn't know that this existed within the big labels. And and I don't try not to bash the big labels, but they do need to get their act straight here. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, no. But, yeah. But I, something I recently learned um, from several people. That that if they put millions of dollars behind an artist and they see this other artist that kind of matches that artist and could compete in the radio world one day, that that label will come to them, find a way to sign them, offer them whatever they need to offer them to sign them. And as soon as they sign a dotted line, they they do what they call They bench them. They can't play or sing music for two, three years. Mm Mm-hmm because it's going to interfere yeah. with their big money person. Oh yeah. And yeah. that's the scary part.
1: I, you know, I I know there are amazing people that are in charge of these labels and, you know, mm-hmm. I you know, I know a few of them, but there's a lot of non-genuine people. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's what music and the entertainment business is lacking because a lot mm-hmm. of people, they don't care about the artist. They care yeah. about the money part of
2: it. The bottom line. And, yeah. mm-hmm.
1: and I think that's, what's, that's the difference is, you know, used to, I feel like music was valued in that way a lot more.
2: Yeah.
1: And, you know, that, I mean, that's my personal opinion on <laughs> it.
0: Yeah, I, I I totally get it. Again, you know, we a lot of people do bash the labels on our show, and I la- allow them to because, again, labels, I'm not going to defend a label that's going to bench somebody just because it's going to compete
2: mm-hmm.
0: with an artist they put so much money in. I, I, you know, right. I think that a lot of this needs to come out so that people can know this is what's happening out there. Right. Because, because people just don't know People don't know I've learned so much over the last, you know, over this last six years as we've been in the music industry, um, within different aspects of music. Can I tell you? I'm like, wow, this is ridiculous. Some of the now, great, there's some great things too. But man, some of the stuff that I've seen and learned and the heart rate. I mean, Morgan Miles told the story. I mean, she wrote a song that we thought was a relationship song. I is
2: like,
0: about it's called Silence. And it was about be, that in order to get your attention, I have to be silent. That was basically the remit of the song. So Sandy, I thought it was a relationship song. So, <clears> so <throat> yeah, when we, did. we <laughs> Absolutely. So when we interviewed her and we got behind the behind that song, she says, I was like, well, what was the song about? What inspired that? She goes, a manager. Right. Like, wow. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, we had no <laughs> idea. Because she's been burned so many times. hmm from people that say they are behind her. Right. And we're hearing that a lot.
1: Right, right. Um, You know, I think for certain people, they, if you're new, you're fresh, you're Mm -hmm. exciting, and then someone new and fresh and exciting comes in and you kind (laughs) of get placed on the back burner. And that's when you have to fight, and that's when you have to Mm -hmm. fight to be noticed, fight to be seen. And Mm -hmm. that's what you have to continuously do.
0: Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so one of my questions was what you already told me. Who, like, one of my questions is always who's the most supportive behind you. We, we already know your parents are. So tell us, let's give them some props. Tell us a parent story that maybe people don't know that really puts them in the spotlight.
1: Right. Um, I would say for my family, um, we grew up on a farm, and there was a time that we were really struggling with my dad. My mom was really mm-hmm. struggling with, you know, payments and bills and things like that. And at the time, I was, you know, really wanting to do an album and and mm-hmm. seeing them struggle and then seeing them make that happen for me. Mm-hmm. They, you know, no matter their struggles, no matter what they were going through, they were determined to, you know, get this album out. They were determined to do these photo shoots, you know. And and that really just showed me so much about them is, you know, they want to see this stream as much as I want I want this stream because they know how much yeah. I absolutely adore it and I absolutely love it. Um so that's definitely one of the biggest things for me is to get that first <laughs> album out.
0: <laughs> I love that story. And because we believe in and that really leads into really perfect where I'm going because we so believe in family um, and everything we're mm-hmm. a tight knit family ourselves i mean Sandy and I for 17 years have been a 24/7 couple so you know in our marriage so people don't understand that but right. we just we just can't imagine life any other way you know and yes, um, it works so we, for us <laughs> so we believe in family <laughs> and because of that we always let our little son um, who who's 8 Ask one question to each artist. <laughs> so he's about right. to come on to ask the question because again, we want oh. him involved. When she gets old, when Caitlin gets older, we we'll want her involved. So we want it to be a family-run business,
3: right? right.
0: A family-run no, media I, love I love that.
3: <laughs> Here he is. He this is Christopher. <laughs> Hi. Hi.
1: What's your favorite food? What's my favorite food? I would probably have to say sushi. <laughs> for sure,
2: <laughs>
0: <clears throat> and what's yours little chris uh pizza
2: pizza pizza's
1: good too I like pizza too <laughs> Oh,
0: he 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 could eat and eat he could he could eat pizza and morning night and day.
2: okay bye <laughs> bye. <laughs> He
0: always enjoys that.
3: (laughs) He says he's gonna have his own podcast someday. (laughs) Oh
0: no, family is definitely everything. And see, I always tell people that you know when it comes to family, um, the best way to inspire um, purpose into your kids is for them because they have a front row seat is to see the is to see you live out your purpose. Mm Mhm. And that's what we're tra- that's right. what we're trying to do with them is we want them. You know, he sees this, even though he don't really see the struggle that we go through because he's only eight, but he did, right. but he's a con- he's con- thank-, thank God he's like a content. You know, we could buy him something that's five bucks and he's excited. Right. <laughs> oh, he is.
2: Right. Yes.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. And it is. It's, it's yeah, those he,
0: little things that
1: kids are going to remember forever.
0: Yep, it is.
3: That's and, right because we try to give him experiences more so instead of yeah. things and, and and he
0: appreciates it. Oh yeah. yeah. I would much rather have experiences over any material thing any day anyway.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I was I was very blessed growing up. We always um me and my family always were traveling. And mm-hmm. so we would go out west and we would go to <laughs> all of these oh, well. different places and and those are the memories that I hold so dear to me. Because I oh, wow. absolutely yeah. loved it when I was a kid. And I still remember, like, little moments from them. You know, there's trips. Uh-huh. And, and <laughs> that's honestly who, what made me, you know, who I am today. And, you know, and, mm. and I absolutely love traveling for it.
0: <laughs> well, what, what's funny is I was, about, I was about to comment on that after you were finished that I, I bet that's what made you who you are today. And you, you kind of already – because, again, you know, the traveling, you got the travel bug in you. Mm-hmm. and you found a oh, way yeah. that as you grow, you'll be able to fill that travel bug through music.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I mean, I, I've always <laughs> loved, you know, going to new places and seeing different things mm-hmm. and learning about different cultures and things like that and just adding music on top of that. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, well, <laughs> I absolutely love it. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so here's a two-part question that you probably – The first part, I'm sure you've been asked a thousand times. Second part, you've probably never been asked. (laughs) Okay. That's what usually people tell me. um, But if you could co-write with anyone dead or alive, who would it be, and what would the song be about?
1: I would probably – honestly, I would probably say Demi Lovato. Um, Oh, wow. And it would probably definitely be about insecurity Um, I've always struggled with insecurity And, um, you know, I I do want to write a song That that is so powerful that girls can listen Mm -hmm. to And think, you know what, I'm -hmm. I'm okay I'm exactly who I'm supposed to be And I don't have to be like any other girl And Mm -hmm. I actually have a song And it's called um, A Wildflower in a Field of Daisies and Hello. that song kind of talks about, you know, it's okay to be different. It's okay to stand out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, I'd mm-hmm. love to write a song about, you know, the struggles and the struggles with insecurity and especially that this world, you know, kind of tries to put you in this mold and put you in this box. And that's not going to happen. <laughs> Yeah. Is this is not gonna happen. And that, that tears girls down and that tears self esteem down. Yes it does. And so that's definitely okay. definitely what I'd write about and who I'd write and,
0: with. And it's and on top of that, the insecurities of an artist is even further because one thing I've learned and this is again I was the guy that that ta- told me to be authentic, is something else he said, talked about that. That if if you come out, and this, is, this is, doesn't matter whether you're a podcast host, whether you're an artist, um, if you've got any type of stage, speaker, it doesn't matter. If you've got a stage, um, if, you, if you're wearing a mask and that's who, you, that's who you present, the day will come when that mask does come off.
2: Mm-hmm. Here's the
0: problem. When that mask comes off, because you've been fake, you're, all your people are going to be fake. So when that mask comes oh, off, yeah. you're going to lose everybody overnight because you've got no real authentic fans.
1: Oh, I completely agree. I completely agree.
0: <clears throat> <clears throat> so what if you, uh, you know, in your 18 years of life, if, when you look back, if, mm-hmm. you, if there was one song that just describes your life, It could be yours. It could be someone else, no matter whose. It don't have to be in country music. Just one song. What song describes your life? Oh, goodness. That
1: is hard. Wow.
2: (laughs) There's so Um, many songs.
1: Honestly, and this Mm -hmm. this is the first song that came, you know, to my mind, and I'll have to explain why. But the song yeah. Jesus Loves Me, oh, wow. um, you know, throughout my whole entire life, you know, ever since I was little and my mom sat there and sang me that song, that song has mm-hmm. been so deep and embedded into my heart. And mm-hmm. it's carried me through life because you're going to feel unloved sometimes and yeah. through my mm. life. God has shown me so much love and so much kindness and so much mercy that that song probably describes who I am and my life because I stand on that, and Jesus does love you. And, you know, that's (laughs) honestly, I can say that that's that's
0: the song that I I stand on
1: every day for my life.
0: That is really awesome. Um,
3: Oh, yes, love that answer.
0: Now, this next question I'm going to ask, I'm going to tell you why I'm asking it in a minute, but ask okay. the question is where do you – if you had a magic wand and what you're about to say will come true, where do you want to be in five years? And the reason I ask it this way is February 11th this year was the five-year anniversary of us asking that same question to Kelsey Ballerini, and right. almost to the T of what she said to us was what she's living right now. right. So
1: I would say, if you
0: had a magic wand.
1: Uh-huh. I would say for me, um, yeah, being on a big platform, having that big following is mm-hmm. a huge thing that I do want in life. Um, mm-hmm. But also a few other things is I would love to be involved with the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Um, oh, well. This past year I lost my best friend, Cystic Fibrosis, and mm-hmm. that has always That's been really big on my heart. So, um, you know, being able to incorporate music and and being able to be with those kids through this Mm -hmm. time, that's something that I would absolutely love to be doing in five years. And just have Mm -hmm. the chance to travel and share my music and share what I know with everybody else Mm -hmm. and let people, you know, be inspired by my music and have youth you know, look up to my songs and say, I want to I wanna be a writer. I want to be a singer. I want to be a traveler, you know. So that's definitely yeah. where I would put myself in five years.
0: I love your cause because one thing we've noticed about country, and again, I know that there's other industries that do this, but I don't think nobody does it as good as country music. But country mm-hmm. music knows how to get behind causes.
1: Oh, yeah. They really oh, yeah. do.
0: They put their money where their mouth is. You know, especially St. Jude up in Tennessee. Um, That's Mm -hmm. a big, big cause, that a lot of big – but, again, no matter what the cause, one thing I've noticed is country music really does love causes, and I love that.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think that's a part of, you know, being an artist, and some people don't think of it as this way, Mm -hmm. but you are put here for a higher purpose. Mm-hmm. You are supposed to and I, I truly believe that every artist is supposed to bring healing to one person, even if it is one person, you know, mm-hmm. through music or through going in going and visiting them at the hospital or just giving them a good day, you know, you are mm-hmm. you are called to be so much more. And a lot of people forget about that. And a lot of people think, yeah. you know, I was just called to sing. No, you were called mm-hmm. for a higher standard.
2: You mm-hmm. were called
1: to, mm-hmm. you know, be an example. You were called to go out of your way for these people, you know, and I, I think that's so cool. And it's so delicate, you know, to be able to
2: mm-hmm.
1: be in that position. And a lot of people do forget about those
0: things. Yeah. Cause uh, again, I think everybody is called to all that. But if God allows a mic in your hand, whether you're public speaking, whether you're a singer, whether you're a comedian, really doesn't matter. If you've got a mic in your hand,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you, like you said, there's a higher calling. You're supposed to move people. You're supposed to inspire people. You're supposed right. to make them feel like they, too, can do it. So if you, know, if you had a friend just starting out in music, and let's say they played a couple shows so far. They're still scared to death to play, but they're getting up there anyway. And let's say that they're really good. It's not that they're – because, you know, a lot of people think they can sing and they really can't. Uh, <laughs> um, but, but let's say that they, they got a good voice and maybe need a small tweaking in the voice, but they still they got a good voice and they got overall good presence. What advice would you give that person on moving forward?
1: I would definitely say listen. Um, be open ears to what everybody has to tell you even if it's something that you do not want to hear, even if it's kind of harsh criticism, take that, think about it and, and listen and know the difference between being confident and being arrogant. And that's definitely like where I stand because I love to Mm -hmm. hear other people's advice and other people's, you know, stories behind their music and things like Mm -hmm. that. And a lot of artists, they don't want to listen and You know, that's, that's the best thing that you can do is listen, take advice, and, I mean, honestly, definitely know the, you know, difference between arrogance and confidence.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, as we have our last question, I always like to try to see if there's anything I, that people don't normally ask. Um, is there a question out there that you kind of wish people would ask you about but never do? I would say
1: um, just all around, you know, ask ask the artist, you know, don't just ask them about the music. And that's why I've really enjoyed talking with you guys is you don't focus on just the music. You get behind the music. Um, and I, I really love that as an artist because normally I don't get to talk about these things. I don't get to talk about the struggles. And so I would definitely say just ask, ask them personal questions. You know, like, because artists and people who write, we love to talk about it. We love to express (laughs) our feelings and what we're going through. We love that. So that's definitely what I would say.
0: That's good. Because, you know, it's funny. We've actually shaped our show through that question. Because there are things that people have said, like the the, um, quirky one that I came up with at the beginning. Somebody said, I wish people Mm -hmm. would just ask me something about me, about what is something quirky about me. Well, right. I, Sandy and I were like, "Oh, we like that one."
2: Yeah, right, <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so,
0: because of that answer, we, we it's in every it's in every one of our things now. Because again, we're still we're we're twenty five or twenty six shows now, and and we're still learning all this. And we know, you know, and we know that a year from now the show will probably be a little different than it is now. But but one thing that won't be different, we're going to always allow up and coming artists. To tell the raw stories. That will never change. Because
3: yeah. yeah. every artist has a story that made them who they are, mm-hmm. and we want to get those stories out there.
1: Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. And, I mean, us as artists, we appreciate that. We really do.
0: <laughs> well, thank you. So tell everybody how they can reach out to you. Now it's self promotion time. Yeah, so.
1: Time. Say that again, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> so now it's self promotion time.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Yeah, so you can reach me on any social media. Um, You can reach me at MeganWoodsMusic.com, and we have places where you can go and send me messages if you want to reach out or listen to my music, um, even if you have any more questions. Yeah, so anybody can do that, and I am always, you know, I'm always answering people. I love answering questions. I love talking to new people. So y'all feel free to always do that.
0: And, you know, that's a wrap. We loved having you on here. Oh, Thank, we thank you did.
1: so, so much. Thank you. And well we look I look forward I to having you back.
0: Yes, of course. So to get up. Because, of course, anytime somebody comes on a second time, it won't be about their raw stories because we kind of already did that. Unless they want to open up about something they didn't. The so then, yeah, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll go there.
2: <laughs>
3: right, right. And to get well, yeah, any we, updates,
0: we, anything is, well, that's
3: going on then. So, so just
1: keep right. us updated. I will. I will. Thank you guys so much.
0: All right, and we look forward to speaking with you again.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you, guys.
0: All right, talk to you soon. All right, bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Hope you really enjoyed the show today. Megan is really awesome. Um, She's definitely going somewhere. Um, To be 18, she almost feels like a 30-year-old in her soul. We love that. Yes. Um, Yeah, we love that. But anyway, we've got another show coming up at 2 o'clock, Katrina Stone. And then we got one every day this week from this point. So we actually got six this week um, shows. Anyway, until 2 o'clock, we'll see you then.